It's draft day. Happy draft day, everybody. On today's episode, we are going to go through what the Edmonton Oilers might do on draft day and throughout the draft weekend on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. Happy draft day, everybody. Is Yes, on today's episode, we are going to go through three players the Edmonton Oilers could draft tonight at the draft. Three possible scenarios the Edmonton Oilers might be going through at tonight's draft. And what to expect on day two from rounds two to seven tomorrow from the Edmonton Oilers. We will get into all that and so much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Happy draft day, everybody. I am so excited, as I've said so often over the last week, draft week, and basically any time around the draft is one of my favorites, favorite times of the year, if not my favorite time of the year. Uh, so that is, draft night is tonight. The Edmonton Oilers select at 29th overall right now. So let's go through the three players that I think, if the Edmonton Oilers do keep their pick at 29, who will they draft? Now, Ken Holland said yesterday in his uh, media availability for the draft that he expects to use this pick. They expect to use a first-round pick, the 29th overall pick, to select somebody. Now, am I really sold on that? Not really. Not really at all. But for the sake of being whatever, let's talk about the three players I think the Edmonton Oilers should or could take at 29 in this year's draft. The first name is a name that has been floating around all over the place, it seems like, for the Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stoffer has mentioned it. A couple of other national uh, uh, people have mentioned it as well. And a lot of people have this guy mocked to the Edmonton Oilers. And that's Reed Schaefer from the Seattle Thunderbirds. This past season, 66 games played, 32 goals, 26 assists, 58 points for the Redhead. Uh, 25 go- uh, in the playoffs, excuse me, 25 games played, 6 goals, 15 assists, 21 points on a very good Seattle team. He was one of their leaders on that uh, almost an edge uh, cup run. They went to the uh, uh, WHL finals against the Edmonton Oil Kings, and that's kind of where a lot of the, the like around Reed Schaefer has come from. The Edmonton Oil Kings played Reed Schaefer in the final. And then a lot of people locally got to see Reed Schaefer play personally. Well, in uh, live, I should say. And he's a pretty interesting name. A guy who can put up 32 goals in a season. But also a guy who can fight, who can get into the dirty areas. And the thing about uh, uh, Reed Schaefer is, and I've seen people comment on uh, some of our videos and some of our tweets talking about Reed Schaefer, going, oh, you're going to draft a late second, early third round talent in the first round? 
I'm sorry, but if you're really valuing uh, a guy who can score 30 goals, and if you combine uh, playoffs and regular season, he scored almost 40 goals. If you combine regular season and playoffs, he scored almost 80 goals. In fact, he scored 79. On top of that, you get to pair that offensive skill with one of the grittiest guys in the draft, and the Edmonton Oilers have something they don't have in their organization all of a sudden. A guy who has bite, a guy who has the skill, a guy who's going to go out there and make it tough to play against the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers don't have that right now, especially if they move a guy like Zach Cassian, a guy like Evander Kane, if he doesn't come back. There are a lot of things that Reed Schaefer checks the boxes on that the Edmonton Oilers don't have in their organization, especially from a forward especially from a forward. So uh, Reed Schaefer, I think, is the first Oiler, or the first guy that I think the Edmonton Oilers are wanting in this year's draft. I think if he's not on the board at 29, you could see the Edmonton Oilers make a move there. Because I do think that a lot of teams, not only the Edmonton Oilers, not only teams from WHL area, but a lot of teams from around the league are taking a look at this guy and going, we don't have a guy like this in our organization. People tend to forget that. It's not always about, oh, the, 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 the talent, this guy is this, this guy can't score this many goals. you got to take a look at organizational needs, and especially considering the Edmonton Oilers don't have a second or third round pick in this year's draft. And Reed Schaefer would bring something that the Edmonton Oilers, like I mentioned, don't have, but something that the Calgary Flames do have right now. In Matthew Kachuk. I'm not saying Reed Schaefer will be at all like Matthew Kachuk, but what I am saying is that he brings a similar type game. So Reed Schaefer, I think, will be the first name for the Edmonton Oilers on their draft board tonight. The second name that I see the Edmonton Oilers taking a very hard, long look at is Ryan Chesley from the U.S. National Team Development Program. We talked about him uh, a while back now, one of our first prospects that we talked about, because he's another guy that a lot of people are sitting there and going, okay, the Edmonton Oilers have Philip Broberg, they have Evan Bouchard, who is now in, in the NHL, and then what? Uh, and personally, I think the Edmonton Oilers' depth in the organization and prospect-wise is very strong. I like Marcus Niemelainen. You have guys like Phil Kemp and Michael Kesselring, who I really like. Uh, Vincent DeHarnay, there's been rumors that uh, he has been potentially pushing for a bottom six spot as well from the Edmonton Oilers. So the Oilers do have some defensive prospects. That's kind of where it ends there for the Oilers. And it all seems like all of them could potentially push for that NHL draft. Except for Luka Munzenberger, uh, uh, which I love Luka Munzenberger. But the Edmonton Oilers still do need depth. Not everybody is going to pan out, and the Edmonton Oilers are still going to be going on for the next 5-10 years. So who will step into that defensive spot for the Oilers? Well, a guy like Ryan Chesley in 59 games for the National uh, Development Program. 12 goals, 17 assists, 29 points, and 69 penalty minutes. 69 penalty minutes for the U.S. National Team Development Program. That's not even in the USHL. His USHL stats were 26 goals, five, uh, uh, 26 games played, excuse me, 5 goals, 10 assists, 15 points, and 45 penalty minutes. So he has an edge to him. He has an edge to him just like a Reed Schaefer, but he has that edge to him that he's... He, he, 
I mean, sometimes you take a look at the penalty minute totals and you go, oh, okay, this guy might be a little undisciplined. But it's consistent throughout uh, uh, his season. It seems like he's got a little bit of an edge to him. Uh, uh, there is a lot of work, or maybe not a lot of work, but a little bit of work to do for Ryan Chesley. And the Edmonton Oilers do have the patience to do so, especially selecting at 29th. So Ryan Chesley could be another one of those names that you could see the Edmonton Oilers take a stab at in this year's draft. And the third name that I think the Edmonton Oilers would love to pick up in this year's draft, and I say love because I don't think he will be sitting there at 29. I think he could go almost as high as 18, maybe, in this year's draft, and that is Jagger Furcus. Yes, the guy with one of the best names in the draft, and that's saying something for this draft. We've got guys like Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, Cruz Lucius, Chaz Lucius's brother, uh, uh, Cutter Gauthier. We got a lot of really good names in this year's draft, but Jagger Furcus might be the best one, and the Edmonton Oilers might select him this year for the Moose Jaw Warriors. 66 games played, 36 goals, 44 assists, 80 points. Now, the thing about Jagger Fergus is that he's not exactly the biggest guy right now. Obviously, a lot of these guys are 18, 19, or 18, 17, 19, around that age range. So they are going to get bigger. It's a matter of if Jagger Fergus can get bigger, because he does currently stand under six feet right now. The Edmonton Oilers, that is not necessarily a need for the Edmonton Oilers as you take a look at some of the wingers and and, and the forward depth that the Edmonton Oilers have coming through the uh, organization. And I'm going to also mention the size as well. Kyler Yamamoto, I know he's been drafted for five years, I guess now. But he's still not the biggest player in the league or in the organization. Uh, So the Edmonton Oilers don't really need that type of player. I mean, still, he scored 36 goals, 44 assists, 80 points this year. Uh, The other thing is that the Edmonton Oilers in their organization, guys like Carter Savoy, Matt Vey Petroff, Dylan Holloway, Xavier Borgo, Raphael Lavoie, they have a lot of very solid uh, forward prospects who can do similar things to Jagger Fergus, but Jagger Fergus is a really exciting prospect. One of the best shots in the entire draft. And the Edmonton Oilers might get him in uh, at 29. One last name as I put my notes away that I think the Edmonton Oilers might actually take a look at is formerly projected top five, even top three pick, Brad Lambert. It seems like he's been having a quite a monumental fall for in this draft and the Edmonton Oilers might just take a stab at a guy like that again the Oilers are sitting at 29 not necessarily sitting in the best spot might as well take a a flyer on a guy who is going to be one of the top picks in this year's draft if he falls to 29 the Oilers might go hey why not he's one of the best skaters in in this draft he is very fun to watch he's a Canadian fan you're going to get a lot of uh, attention on him Why not? We shall see if he does fall all the way to the Edmonton Oilers. But what if the Edmonton Oilers don't have that pick at 29? What are some things the Edmonton Oilers might do in today's draft in the first round? Well, we will get into that and so much more in just a second. But first, from the people who invented healthy and tasty The latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably already tried the Brownie Chunk Built Bar. 
the coconut brownie chunk built bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. Yes, they now come in puffs. That is right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Oh my Oh. Sorry, sorry. Stop drooling. Stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. The best part about Built Puffs is that, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. Yes, I just mentioned all the good things that they are. They are, in fact, really good for you, all built bars are built with collagen proteins, which your body actually absorbs more efficiently and provides ton of health, uh, a ton of health benefits for your body. Eat something that tastes good and is actually good for you. Head over to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, that is LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED1515 to get 15% off your Next order. All righty. Yes, and tonight is the NHL draft. If, if you didn't know, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up at all. But yes, tonight is the NHL draft. And with the NHL draft being tonight, our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first round pick. Plus... Make sure you join me 15 minutes after the Edmonton Oilers select at 29 or if they make a move as well to discuss all of the Edmonton Oilers moves tonight. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On Oilers uh, YouTube. Make sure if you haven't already subscribed to it, you do now. Uh, For all the latest breakdowns and live reactions from the NHL draft and much more. More. How could you not be excited about this? Oh, the Edmonton Oilers are selecting 29th for the first time since 1981. We talked about who that was. Shout out Todd Truby. Uh, um, but it, yes, the Edmonton Oilers selecting this late for the first time since uh, uh, 1981. The Edmonton Oilers, well, they did have, uh, uh, they would have selected 29th way back in 2006 when uh, they lost the Stanley Cup to the Carolina Hurricanes. But they traded that pick at the deadline that year, if you do remember. Some of the very beautiful moves the Edmonton Oilers made that uh, uh, trade deadline. Sergei Samsonov, Dwayne Rolison, uh, who else did the Oilers bring in? Dick Tarnstrom at one point came in, Jarl Spacek. Michael Pecco is an off-season sign. Oh, sorry. Now I'm getting into that uh, uh, off-season. But what can the Edmonton Oilers do at 29 this year? Well, we mentioned the three players, or four really, players that I think the Edmonton Oilers might be taking a look at at 29. But what if they don't? Well, here are the three things that I think the Edmonton Oilers could do tonight including keep that pick at 29. And that is the first thing that, honestly, I think the Edmonton Oilers will do. I think they will keep that first pick and select at 29. I know that's kind of changing my tune because I really didn't think the Edmonton Oilers would keep that pick. 
But more and more, Kenny Holland comes out there and says, oh, I expect us to make a pick. And realistically, the Edmonton Oilers aren't going to give up anything in a trade. The Edmonton Oilers need to win trades because they are in, I mean, they're selecting 29th overall. They were in the final four of the season. They are in a win-now mode. So the Edmonton Oilers aren't going to give anything away. They don't really have a lot of futures to help give away, really, in these drafts. So the Edmonton Oilers might as well just select with this pick, and I think they will. Uh, That is the first thing I think the Edmonton Oilers will do at the draft, but that's no fun. That's no fun. Let's get into a little speculation, huh? How about that? The second thing I think the Edmonton Oilers will do for uh, in the first round with the 29th overall pick is trade it. But they could trade the pick just for second and thirds, just for future picks down the road in this year's draft. They could eventually use those in future trades as well. Pick the guy that they're taking a look at in the first round and say, hey, maybe we can get him in the second round. Maybe that's a Reed Schaefer. Maybe that's a, 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 a year a check, whatever that may be. The Edmonton Oilers can be taken or, or, or possibly taking a look at moving down in the draft to get their guy and as well, get some trade trade and draft capital at the same time. So I think the Edmonton Oilers, there is a very real and likely possibility as well that the Edmonton Oilers trade that 29th pick for second and thirds. Now the thing is as well, is while Kenny Holland might be sitting there in, in the media and, and the entire team or organization that's there in Montreal can be sitting there ready to make that pick at 29, and then all of a sudden their guy isn't there at 29, and then they can go and make a move. Kind of similar to what they did last year with Xavier Borgo in the 19th pick. They uh, swapped picks with the Minnesota Wild, and I know a lot of people don't like it because the Wild went on to pick uh, Jesper Valsat there. The Oilers moved down to 22 and selected uh, uh, Xavier Borgo. Could we see something similar? Maybe. Uh, So, the Edmonton Oilers, the second thing I think the Oilers will do tonight or could do tonight is trade that pick for a second and third. The third thing that I think the Edmonton Oilers could do with this pick, and this is the more exciting one, I think they could package the pick in a trade with either Yesapoyarvi my boy, or Tyson Berry as well. Here's the thing. The Edmonton Oilers have been very vocal and very adamant on the fact that they can wait all summer, really, on making a decision on Yesapoli because the Edmonton Oilers do have control of Yesapoli no matter what. He's a restricted free agent, so if he doesn't sign a contract, he's just not going to play hockey. So it's, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So uh, the Edmonton Oilers are willing to hold on to Puliyarvi over the summer. However, the Edmonton Oilers know that if the Oilers do hold on to him throughout the summer, his trade value goes down and down and down and down and down. Yes, Puliyarvi's trade value is as high as probably it's ever been, in a, if not for a very long time. So the Edmonton Oilers might look to cash in right now. And if his trade value is that high, the Edmonton Oilers' first-round pick is in play could they package the pick and Puliyarvi for somebody pretty good? Maybe. That's been something that has been suggested to me over the last couple of days. 
Do I think the Edmonton Oilers do it? No, not really, because I think the Edmonton Oilers are looking for a move just for Yesapuliyarvi, just so they can bring in uh, a one-for-one. I think they are just basically focusing on Puliyarvi alone. Could some teams call and say, hey, why not throw him and him in and we'll give you this? That is a real possibility. Again, things things are changing right now as we speak. I could see it happening. The other thing, too, is a part B to this, is I think they could package the first-round pick in a trade with Tyson Berry. Yeah, Tyson Berry. I think Tyson Berry is basically all the way out, already all the way out the door. I don't think all the Oilers want it. Tyson Berry, I've heard, is one of the best teammates they've had in Edmonton and one of their favorite teammates, I should say. So he's a popular guy within the organization, a popular guy for some people as well, uh, for Oilers fans as well. Brings a lot to the table, but the Edmonton Oilers are against the cap a little bit. They need to have a big summer. Evan Bouchard does the exact same thing that Tyson Berry does, but for much cheaper, for now. Uh, But I could see the Edmonton Oilers packaging that pick with either Yesapoli or Tyson Berry as a part of a bigger deal. Maybe you get that first, uh, uh, that goalie that you're looking for. Maybe you get that first line winger that you're looking for. I don't know. Just the possibility. So those are the three things I expect the Edmonton Oilers to do or that the Edmonton Oilers could do tonight in the first round of the draft. The first one is select at 29. The second one is trade down for second and third. And the third one is to package it with a Puliyarvi and Tyson Berry. I know it seems like I, you're walking away with so much insight. I know you're sitting there going, oh yeah, obviously the Oilers can either pick or they can either trade it. But it's draft day, people. Let's have some fun. All righty. Now today is round one. Tonight is round one, but tomorrow is round two to seven, or rounds two to seven, the second day of the draft. And so, tomorrow's show will come out after rounds two to seven. So, if you're you're sitting there going, oh, why is there no episode out this morning? We're going to wait until after the draft, see what moves the Oilers do make, and see who the Oilers uh, do draft tomorrow. And then after that, we will have an episode out after. But, what could the Oilers do tomorrow? Well, we will get into that in just a second. But, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now seemingly impossible to talk to your local chain auto parts store or to stock all the parts you need for your car. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, including is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders parts from their warehouse that only their warehouse and their computer happens to carry. When you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket right now, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain or local uh, uh, auto parts store. For example, that same Honda Odyssey, if you're taking a look for a fuel pump, at your local chain store, it's going to sit at around $353. On Rock Auto, $216. 
Save time and money while using Rock Auto. Plus, Rock Auto has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that they have available for your car or truck. Right locked on and where did they hear or in the where did you hear about us spot? Excuse me. So they know who sent you. Uh, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Alrighty, my stuff is flying all over the place, but that's okay. It's draft day, it's supposed to be chaotic. Um, oh, we haven't done our um, uh, hydration break today, that's alright. Make sure you're doing a quick hydration break. Staying hydrated today, it is the summer, it's supposed to be getting hotter over the next couple of days here in Edmonton, so... Isn't that nice, all this rain we've been getting and some heat finally? But yes, let's get into rounds two till seven. Because the Edmonton Oilers don't really have a pick in, well, they don't have a pick in the second or third round, or the fourth round, actually. They have a fifth, sixth, and seventh round pick in this year's draft. Is that subject to change? Yes, absolutely. Will it change? Probably. So what do we expect from the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow? From rounds two to seven. Well, I think the Edmonton Oilers will be active. I think they're going to be looking to acquire a second rounder or a third rounder in this year's draft. Or just they may even look at making a move for a, a, a player with future picks or the picks that they have right now. Uh, obviously, the picks that they have right now won't be the centerpiece or really a, a big draw in the in the trade. It'll probably just be a throw-in to be like, hey, here's a conditional sixth, whatever, you know. But I do think that the Edmonton Oilers will be active, whether that's, again, like I said, uh, uh, acquiring a second or a third round pick or if that is bringing in a bigger player, kind of similar to how they did back in 2015 when they uh, traded for Cam Talbot. So a bunch of uh, random things that the Edmonton Oilers could do, but I do think the Oilers will be active tomorrow between rounds two till seven. Second thing I think the Edmonton Oilers will be doing tomorrow in rounds two till seven is selecting a goaltender. Will that be one? Will that be two? I predicted that it will be too because the Edmonton Oilers have a very apparent need in the crease in their organization, not just at the top level, but again, we've mentioned already, the three goalies the Oilers have in the organization right now, well, technically four because Mike Smith is still uh, in Edmonton are still playing for the Oilers technically or under contract for the Oilers, but the three Oilers uh, that are in the organization for goaltenders are Stuart Skinner, Ryan Fanti, who is a fresh, fresh, fresh college signing, and Olivier Rodrigue. So the Edmonton Oilers need depth in the goaltending position. We talked about it yesterday, that there isn't a lot of top-end talent in the goaltending pool this year. Maybe a Tyler Brennan. I kind of like Tyler Brennan. I understand there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that to Tyler Brennan, but he's is a very stable, very calm goaltender, and that's what the Edmonton Oilers kind of need. But... We also talked about the exciting names that are 
underneath the guys like uh, uh, Ty Brennan and like uh, Tobias Leinen and uh, <laughs> uh, the guys like Hugo Havilland. I, I really like Hugo Havilland. He has the pedigree, which is something that uh, some uh, is very interesting for goaltenders. You like to have goaltenders who can go and play for the national team, who can go and play for uh, 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 the men's team and go and do stuff like that. And that's what Hugo Havlid does. In North America, the Edmonton Oilers could take a look at guys like Brett Bruchu, who the uh, played goaltender for the national team. Excuse me, played for the Canadian national team at the World Juniors. Does that make sense? There we go. He was a Canadian goalie at the World Juniors, or one of them, along with Sebastian Kosha as well, if you know uh, Sebastian Kosha, uh, if you ever heard of him. And uh, there are a lot of names like that. Thomas Milich as well, who another Seattle Thunderbird, the Edmonton Oilers would get a lot of uh, uh, exposure to and a lot of ability to talk to him throughout his development, a guy that a lot of people within his organization say, why, is this, why hasn't this kid been drafted yet? They have said if a team doesn't just take a flyer on this kid in the seventh round, they'd call their amateur scouting staff stupid. Uh, not direct words, but it seems like that's what they're implying. So the Edmonton Oilers, I think, will draft a, a goaltender. Whether that's one, whether that's two tomorrow, we shall see. And the third and final thing that I think the Edmonton Oilers will do in Friday's portion of the NHL draft is one of Zach Cassian, Tyson Berry, or Yesapui RV will no longer be an Edmonton Oiler. I think as a part of the active nature of the Edmonton Oilers in this year's draft, I think one of those three players will become a casualty of that, a casualty of the the, the cap crunch. Obviously, the thing that hasn't really been talked about is the reason why the Oilers are in a cap crunch is because of COVID. The, Ed or the NHL hasn't been able to really bump up the salary cap for the last X number of years, and when you're taking a look at trying to make your team over the last couple of years or previous, 2019, even at the start of 2020, you couldn't have expected this. You couldn't have expected three years down the road that there still would only, only be a $1 million cap bump in 2022-2023. So that's what a lot of GMs are sitting there going, oh, okay, well... We didn't really expect this. I mean, once COVID and everything and the discussions kind of started, then they did start to realize, oh, okay, we're only going to get a certain amount of money in cap space. So now teams are going to have to get a little bit creative. That's why you saw a move like the Duncan Keith move, who there are still reports that Duncan Keith is still considering retirement. But you see moves like the Duncan Keith move, where if he does retire, then the Oilers get extra cap space. You, get, you see uh, a Felipe Myers type deal to the Tampa Bay Lightning where if they buy them out, they get X amount of dollars afterwards for buying them out. He, like, they basically get a bonus on top of, of the Felipe Myers buyout. It's weird. But you see deals like that. So could we see something like that from the Edmonton Oilers? We shall see. Uh, it's draft day, everybody. Let's get excited. There's so much for the Edmonton Oilers to do, and for the first time in years, years, the Edmonton Oilers are going into this draft as contenders. That is exciting. Alrighty, we shall call it there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Oilers and making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. Now make sure you listen to, for your second listen, to Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. 
long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. Alrighty, enjoy the draft responsibly. Have fun tonight. Have fun tomorrow for the NHL draft and everybody the off season is here. Silly season is here. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, let's have a good one. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Happy draft day.